Welcome to Funeral Potatoes for the Singles Ward. Tune in to today's taboo topic with Kaylee and Tracy. My knees are like old lady knees. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be cramped anymore. Are you going to be good down there or should we move to a table? No, I'll be fine. All right. I'm just old. This is my lot in life now. My, my young body is no more. Unfortunately. Now I wake up with a new pain every day. It's fun. It's perfect. It goes with the first two lines. <laughs> <laughs> Our bodies are precious gifts, but they are not perfect. <laughs> <laughs> they are weighed down. Facts. All the Dang. facts. <laughs> Take it right out of the book of Tracy right there. Mm-hmm. Figured it'd mm-hmm. be the right place to start. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm oh, good. I already hit recording. All right, yeah. perfect. <laughs> all right, so our topic for today is our favorite. Mental health. Yay. Yeah. Because in this modern day and age, we're all a mess, and we're finally admitting that we're all a mess, which I think is pretty key. So I think that's the big thing to take away, mm-hmm. is that people have been a mess for years. Yeah. Forever, really. Mm-hmm. Always. It's just that no one has said anything about it until mm-hmm. now. They just locked you away, mm-hmm. pretended you didn't exist, and <laughs> called the day. <laughs> yep, exactly. So now, today, we have so much more help. There's help for missionaries. There's help for couples. There's help for singles like us. There's, there's help for everyone, which is so important. And, like, it's important that we are able to acknowledge ourselves. We don't need to necessarily do it to the, everyone else like the entire world but we do need to be able to at least be honest with ourselves that we are flawed because not, none of us are perfect our bodies are precious gifts but they are not perfect we are they're all the way down um as we're taught to live in this life like we all have talents and abilities but we also have different types of skills and weaknesses that we will have so some people will have physical imperfections others might have mental ones the key thing is that no one is perfect and there's all basically something wrong with us yeah. <laughs> in one way or another so whether it's a diagnosed issue or not it's still important to understand that everyone does struggle in one way or another and it's important that we not ignore the pain or ignore each other um and in their own pain we need to be able to accept this as we grow to be the our, as we grow to be children of god um it's not something that we can go into um heaven or our relationships with Heavenly Father saying, all is well, we're totally fine, nothing's wrong, I got this. Yeah. Whereas we need to be like, hey, uh, something's wrong, can you help me with this? Let me find a way to be better, to be with you, kind yeah. of thing. We touched on this in our episode with Crystal, mm-hmm. but she brought up that quote that Elder Holland said in like a broken vessel, like, mm-hmm. if your appendix were about to burst you would obviously, like, you'd get a blessing. Mm-hmm. But then the Lord expects you to go to the doctor and seek medical treatment. Exactly. So why would you not treat your mental health the same way? Why mm-hmm. would you stew in mental distress mm-hmm. and suffer in silence with depression or anxiety or personality disorder or anything else mm-hmm. and just hope that the blessing is going to cure you? Like, mm-hmm. why would you not yeah. seek someone that can help fix you or help help you manage and cope with the mental illness that you have exactly it it's something that we do need to learn um it's part of you know i think humility 
that we are able to learn to embrace. It is very hard and it's not fun asking for help and it's even less fun actually like telling other people like your issues. I, I c completely understand that. I've been through that myself, but it is important that we are able to um, admit that to ourselves when things are not going well, that our appendix is broken, our appendix is ruptured, or yeah. our mental health is not where it should be, and things like that. We just need to be able to say, hey, this is not right, so let's do something to fix it. Yeah, so today we're talking about mental health and understanding it and how to move forward with it. Yeah. Um, I added in these definitions, I'm not sure, like... Do you think well, we should mention some of them? Or? I think just hitting the key points of them. So, like, mm -hmm. there's multiple different types of mental illness. Mm -hmm. um, it's It includes but is not limited to mood disorders such as depression or bipolar disorder, mm -hmm. anxiety disorders, personality disorders, um, psychotic disorders such as schizophrenia, eating disorders, or trauma-related disorders such as PTSD. Mm -hmm. um and then substance abuse disorders mm -hmm. um right there's there's a lot <laughs> mm -hmm. there is and i mean it is also important to note that we all go through some of these struggles in one way or another throughout our lifetime so some days we are going to be depressed some days there are going to be months of anxiety but mental illness comes into the factor when it becomes a disruption to your daily life and can be found as a chemical imbalance in a lot of people yeah. where it is a repetitive problem that you find yourself facing it's a persistent and it's a persistent and relentless mm -hmm. feeling that yes. doesn't go away mm -hmm. that's that's what i was going for i mean okay first off it's also important to note that we are not experts in this um by nope. any means we've had our own experiences um with certain mental illnesses and we are still learning to better understand what it means to be mentally healthy and i think that is that is a lifetime journey mm -hmm. so if we say anything incorrect please feel free to correct us and but also know that we are not doing that on purpose yeah and also as we do share certain types of examples that won't be the same type of example for everyone else because i think anxiety or disorders for example those portray themselves in many different ways so you can look at one list and say oh i definitely don't have this and then but then i'll go through and see other people sharing their thoughts or reading books and get more insights about it and then i find a lot more connections where it's like oh yeah i, I did do this i did do that oh i did that too but that's not all on that other list so a lot of people are going to say a lot of different things there's going to be a lot of key attributes that relate to certain disorders but there's also also going to be others that are less noticeable or less common or less known about that can definitely change things up a bit honestly and there's a difference between a mental illness and like having a sad day yes. or having like a nervous day or mm -hmm. any or grieving even like they're very different things yes and mm -hmm. the more that we can recognize the difference between those things mm -hmm. and still have charity love and compassion for people that are experiencing both mm -hmm. and not just saying like oh well someone died so they're really sad they're they're mm -hmm. grieving they're having you know a hard time right now we need right. to support them versus the person that has you know depression and is constantly pushing themselves to get out of bed and to mm -hmm. go do these hard things and you know, mm -hmm. put on the strong, happy face. You know, yeah. it's you still need to have love and compassion for them mm -hmm. just as much as you're having that love and compassion for the person that's going through the temporary 
disruption in Definitely. their life. Mm-hmm. It's... It's been very interesting to see the development and how society as well as our church culture has grown Mm -hmm. to better not just try to understand but also support uh, one another through these issues. Because, I mean, history, if you look back, history has not been kind to those with any such disorder. Dealing with such situations have put people in madhouses, which they aren't called that anymore, but that's what they were termed. Sanitariums, asylums, everything. Yeah, or they make them outcasts in their homes and their families and worse. Like, all... So many bad things have happened to people who were already suffering in one way or another. And it was even discounted in the church for some time. Um, Along with society, like, depression wasn't seen as a real thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Anxiety was just something you have when you're overthinking things. Um, But in the last 10 or so years, we've come a long way from just acknowledging these hardships exist to building support for them and making sure that there are resources to help one another. Um, We've been seeing that in a lot of recent... um, and a lot of recent guides for like teacher guides for how to support one another. There's missionaries are now uh, sent to psychiatrists uh, beforehand to make sure that they are comfortably ready. And there, there are so many other resources that are being built and supported. I mean, there's the family services that out that the church has. So if you want to talk to someone, you can talk to someone who knows about the church, who understands everything. And there are so many resources to help out to make sure that we are getting the help that we need. Yeah, I know in our stake, I don't know if this is a church-wide thing, someone can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know in our stake, they've added mental health self-reliance to the self-reliance classes. That's right. Or emotional self-reliance, I think okay, they call yeah. it. So along with the finding a better job, uh, education for a better job, um, starting your own business, and the personal finance classes, They've added the emotional self-reliance class. Mm -hmm. And that, I think, has been going really well in our state, too. And it's Mm -hmm. important to remember also that your emotional health and your mental health is something that you should be focusing on when you're focusing on self-reliance as well. Because Mm -hmm. if you are unable to use the tools that you have to take care of yourself and you just keep ignoring them, then you're ultimately not being as self-reliant as you could be. Mm -hmm. So... Exactly. It's helpful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yeah, and I think the church has tried in several ways to be, to help us. Uh, one one thing that they have noticed that, that does help our mental health is being productive in one way or another mm-hmm. um, by doing things that the Lord has asked us to do that can help us out. It may take a long time. It won't be, you know, go to church and you will be cured. Yeah. But there are things in place that, help it's like getting dressed for the day will help you a little bit um there's small things that we can do to to fight the clouds in our minds that are so hard to face i mean happiness is a very hard concept to even just grasp but as long as we're willing to take a step forward then sometimes it it can help us um and elder alexander b morrison of the 70 he said in october 2005 i think it's in a general conference talk um, he said in myths about mental health, he said that if we are obedient and follow God's commandments, we will be happy. It is important to understand, however, that happiness does not imply the absence of adversi- adversity. Um, oh. 
Yeah, so well, it's like, I can't it. <laughs> right? Right? Follow the commandments and everything's going to be just fine. Why can't adversity oh go my gosh. away sometimes? Seriously, that that would be really nice. I, I wish that were the case. Um, but I think it's so important that we remember that, that there are going to be people who do suffer from depression for the rest of their lives that mm-hmm. as much help as we get, as much help as we seek, there are going to be constant struggles that we have to face with the rest of our life. And there's only so much we can do to to fight it, but we can continue to fight it and to be strong. There are still going to be days that are going to be hard, but there's also going to be good days, and that's what we need to be keeping an eye out for. And then Elder Morrison continued, Though medical science has made marvelous progress in the past century in solving some of the mysteries of the brain, the truth is that knowledge in this complex area is still in its infancy. We still do not know exactly how the brain works, nor exactly how and why parts of it may malfunction. One thing is certain, however, no individual, family, or group is immune from the effects of mental illness. Furthermore, we are learning that many mental illnesses result from chemical disorders in the brain, just as diabetes results from a chemical disorder in the pancreas. And wow. I just think that is so important to highlight. I remember on days when I was ha- when on days when I felt sad or I'd have crying fits as a child. My parents would be like, "Oh, you just need to go outside and get some sunshine." That's not necessarily always the case. Would the sunshine help? It de- it could, yeah. but it's not just that that's going to fix everything. That's not the cure all mm. for it. Exactly. We're all going to have bad days in one way or another. No one is immune from the effects of mental illness, whether it's in themselves or in their loved ones. And it's important that we under- that we accept that fact, that we learn to understand it, and we learn how to be compassionate and care for those who are suffering, whether it's ourselves or someone else. I love that. I really like that quote. I think that's why I went like, ooh, when, yeah. he, <laughs> when uh-huh. you read that part of that, like, no one is immune from the effects of mental illness mm-hmm. like we all know somebody or we mm-hmm. or we are the person that mm-hmm. suffers from a mental illness mm-hmm. and I love how he like relates it to like chemical disorders in like your organs for like diabetes or like anything else mm-hmm. like your brain is an organ also and your brain can also have chemical imbalances and it can also malfunction and it mm-hmm. can also have issues that are very complex and that people can't understand fully Mm -hmm. but the whole point of treating mental illness is trying to help the person that's suffering with the mental illness find ways to Mm. cope with it and to make them stronger with it so like when you go to therapy and you talk about you know everything that's going on in your life you could Mm -hmm. end up with a diagnosis or you could just not it could just be like you just needed to talk someone to someone Mm -hmm. but your therapist is ultimately going to tell you like okay if you have like depression you have depression Mm -hmm. this is your depression talking this is not what is actually happening in your life right and you need to recognize that when you're having these sort of feelings Mm -hmm. it is your mental illness talking it is not the way things actually are Yes. And this is these are the steps that you can take to overcome those feelings and how you can rebalance mm-hmm. and like refocus your life instead of saying like, oh, I feel sad all the time or oh, I'm having struggles with this and this and this. Mm-hmm. I am a failure as a person. No, that's just your mental illness talking. You are so much more than your mental illness mm-hmm. and you need to yes. recognize that yourself too. 
That is very important. And I and I think what you just said is one of the most important things that we can say in, in this episode that we are more than our mental illness. Mm-hmm. It is just a factor that is part of us. It's like the shoes that we wear that we just can't take off anymore. We're yeah. just stuck with them for the rest for possibly the rest of our life or eventually they're they'll wear down and we can just tear them off. But it doesn't mean that that is all that we are. Mm-hmm. We are we are so much more than just that. And even on the bad days, it's it's okay. We can get through this. Yeah. All right, so there are some thoughts that Elder Morrison shares in his general conference talk. True or false, uh, seven statements. I'm going to give those to you, Tracy. True or false, all mental illness is caused by sin. False. Correct. uh, True or false, someone is to blame for mental illness. False. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Truth or false, number three, all that people need to be healed is a priesthood blessing. False. So false. Why? I don't know, but... There, there no. are people who think that, though. I mean, oh, you've had a bad day? Let me give you a blessing and everything's going to be made better. I mean, yeah, that's if a I'm nice... having a bad day. Yeah, but, but that's... that's not mental. That's not how mental mm-hmm. illness works. There's going to be a lot of bad days and there's going to be some yeah. good days. And that's just kind of how it goes. That's your cross to bear in this life. Mm-hmm. Like, you'll... It's... Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> Truth or false, mentally ill persons just lack willpower false willpower for what <laughs> right actually this really infuriates me because mentally ill people for what like i don't what i don't know is it well a lot of things like i actually no i can i can kind of understand this because that's kind of what i grew up with like okay you're you're just being lazy like pick yourself up stop thinking so much just shut up and do the work kind of thing and get things done and that's, oh that is gosh. definitely not the case. We do not lack willpower. Anyone who's going through a hard time, it's not about willpower because the fact is people without mental illness are already, let's say, working at 100%. They're fine. Yeah. Those with mental illness are not always at their 100% capacity. No. So to try to put themselves at 100% may not look like much, but it is so much work, especially on days where they're feeling at like 10% or less. It's going to take all their willpower just to try to get to 100. And if they can't, if they can only get to like 80%, then we should be cheering them on for that. We yeah. don't say that's not good enough. You're not good enough. We say it's a hard day. Hopefully tomorrow will be better and let me help you through this. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Truth or false? Number five, all mentally ill persons are dangerous and should be locked up. Oh my gosh false so false i mean if they want to like lock me up in a tower and feed me every day i'm okay with that i know but same like it's with wi-fi nice for me right but, but i mean no. i do have to admit that like the idea of like not an insane asylum but like a sanatorium yeah like the idea of it mm-hmm. it is a good idea mm-hmm. not to like throw your unwanted children <laughs> and family members no. in there but like Send someone to a place where they can actually get the treatment and help that they need, mm-hmm. and they can get that round-the-clock attention that they need but yes. to be able to cope and get mm-hmm. better, so that way one day when they're ready to, they can come back out into mm-hmm. normal society. Right, and that, that capacity, yeah, that's definitely yeah. where it's key, and I think and I think it's something that we've also, we're slowly learning to do in our own way, is to pull ourselves away from certain situations yes. and from people who are, in a way, they're not causing the mental illness by any means but they're definitely not helping the situation absolutely and it's important to get rid of to put ourselves out of those toxic situations to get away from those toxic people to make sure that we can get the help that we need that we can learn to heal in whatever capacity it we are able to do yeah um and while a few people are on unf- un- a few mentally ill people are unfortunately 
harmful to themselves and others which, which is which is very very terrible i've seen situations yeah. like that and it is it is more sad than scary than than anything else and it's not that they need to be locked up it's that they need to get the help that they can to learn to live a functional life in whatever capacity they can and it's really that they can't be left by themselves mm-hmm. because at that point they're more of a danger to themselves than they are mm-hmm. to anyone else yes and so honestly like i i'm very cautious with how i say this i okay. like mm-hmm. the idea of mental hospitals okay mm-hmm. the execution of them i do not like no they do not have a good history for no. for very good reasons yes a lot of well yeah because i don't think it's been considered a science for a very long time it says no. let's lock these people up and make sure they kind of don't die and, and we'll, we'll call just it feed good. them and we'll call it a day feed them scraps but yeah. like ultimate like the if someone could actually make a mental hospital and maybe there's one out mm-hmm. there that Mm -hmm. I don't know about, I'm Mm -hmm. sure there is, but if someone could make one where, like, you really can just go, Mm -hmm. seek the -the round-the-clock help that you need, Mm -hmm. get the attention that you actually need from therapists or from Mm -hmm. psychologists and everything else on the spot and not just, like, at this convenient hour of the month, Mm -hmm. like, they have been in mental hospital history, Mm -hmm. but, like, if you can actually go to that place, have that attention, have that help, gain the tools that you need, right, and then be transitioned back into society, or if you suffer from a severe mental illness where you know that you, you can't function mm-hmm. in normal society and you would be a danger to yourself more than anything else, then that right. is somewhere safe that you can stay and mm-hmm. you can continue to live your life with the help and the tools that you need to live a good, solid life. Agreed. I, I think it's just that, that execution point is the terrible point. Yes, and it has not been done well. No, um, but hopefully uh, someday we can all be in a better place that's better for us. I don't know how to say that, but I hope everybody gets <laughs> what we're trying to say. Here. I mean, ultimately, when Jesus comes back, all the mental illnesses will be gone. So that's uh, fine. <laughs> there we go. When that happens, it'll be oh, good. Goodness. All right, we've got two more to go. True or false, mental illness doesn't strike children or young people. So false. That is insanely false. So false. false. Um, yeah, and I've heard way too many stories lately where people in their 70s and 80s are getting diagnosed with things. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I mean, which is, which is understandable, but, like, it's because they've never been able to get diagnosed beforehand. And whereas they probably would have had that for most of their life. But I'm also hearing quite often that <clears throat> I'm hearing way too often, actually, I think, in my personal opinion, that kindergartners are getting put on ADHD medication. We're not going to dive into the politics of any such situation, at least at this point. Um, but mental, me, okay, the thing is, mental illness can strike anyone at any time in any capacity. But it's also important to note that, like we said earlier, it's not always a mental illness. It's sometimes just the situation that we're in. It is the age that we're at. There's a lot of certain situation. There are certain, there are a ton of variables that need to be considered when mental illness comes into the picture to, you can't just write off on a, on the paper. You can't just check off. Yeah. She's depressed. She's not eating her lunch today. Um, and call that good. It, you need to consider every potential situation before you make a decision like that, whether they are young, old, or babies. I don't know. Well, like, especially in the case of, like, 
five-year-olds with ADD medication mm-hmm. or ADHD medication, mm-hmm. you're telling a five-year-old mm-hmm. to sit still for eight hours. Right. Of course, they're going to revolt and like yes. be bouncy and mm-hmm. they They've have got... all of this energy. Yeah, they have it needs to, to be use used. it. Mm-hmm. That's why once upon a time we had recess frequently during the day. Oh so that gosh. way you could go and get out the energy, run right? around. Yeah. And then come back and you'd be fine when you mm-hmm. had to go back to class. Mm-hmm. It's just people don't want to acknowledge that, like, mm-hmm. these kids need to actually spend time out of the classroom in order to right. learn correctly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. They just want to medicate everyone. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> Big oh. pharma <laughs> is the worst. Ah. All right. I'll, okay. Though we do need to include that, yes, children can be mentally ill in any yes. capacity. We're not discounting that by any reason. No. We're just noticing the trends that other people are also noting, noticing and raising our concerns for some of them. And it's also a big thing in at least America. Mm-hmm. I don't know about the rest of the world, but in America, like the big pharmaceutical companies kind oh, of yeah. rule everything oh and they lobby for everything in our government. So they are definitely advocating for everyone to be on some sort of medication so they can make more money and... Mm-hmm really that's the only motive so oh yeah yeah yeah. like did you hear about the health things that they're gonna be putting on uh, facebook those are not protected by any sort of privacy uh just as a quick clue to everyone so if you're seeking help if you're putting in your information when facebook starts asking you questions about your health or offers you all this support or all these other things uh they're not they're not kept to the same standards as doctors and real medical offices are. Mm-hmm. Um, they can use your information however they desire to. And as at least I've personally considered, not very well. So just keep that in mind. They don't follow HIPAA laws on nope. Facebook. Okay, last one. Tracy, true or false? Whatever the cause, mental illness is untreatable. So false. Very false. It's aggravating how some people think that's true, that we are hopeless and helpless and there's nothing that can be done for people with mental illness i mean there's going to be different types of treatments and some treatments might take longer and there might not be great ones for some so far but there's going to be help in some form some in some way somewhere for everyone no matter their situation if there's a problem there's always a solution um yeah so all of those were myths that have existed whether in the church or just society for way too long and we want to bring those to point and be like these are all wrong um just because you sin on this one thing does not mean that you are cursed forever that's not how it works that also kind of brings a lot of hope too that Mm -hmm. mental illness is always treatable yes you may not i mean people think treatable and curable are like the same thing oh and i think that's where a lot of the problem comes from because Mm -hmm. You're never going to be cured of a mental illness. Unfortunately. It's always going to be there with you. Mm -hmm. But you can receive treatment and receive the help that you need, either through therapy, Mm -hmm. through medication, through all sorts of different practices. There Mm -hmm. are different ways that you can treat your mental illness. And you have to remember that living with a mental illness is a hundred percent possible it's like living with a roommate (laughs) like it's not ideal yeah it's not ideal nobody really wants to have a roommate all Mm -hmm. the time sometimes you just want to be alone Mm -hmm. but 
learning how to function and cooperate and get along with your roommate is so important and critical mm-hmm. for having a happy home life. And the same thing goes for having a mental illness. If you are living with a mental illness, you are learning how to live mm-hmm. with it. You are learning how to manage it, how to cope with it, and mm-hmm. how to recognize the like the warning signs as they're coming. Yes, exactly. The, for the bad days. And mm-hmm. then making use of what you have, the tools that you've been given by your therapist or anyone else, any other medical mm-hmm. professional that you've sought help from, and staying consistent in your taking of medication or mm-hmm. going to therapy or whatever other thing you do to treat your mental mm-hmm. illness. Exactly. Um, and yeah, I think that's something that we definitely have to keep in mind that it's not something that you can think about for a day and then just like let go of on your good days even. It's something yeah. that you have to definitely always keep in check. It's not something that you could just set on the desk and hope you can ignore it for as long as possible. It's going to be beside you at all times. It's going to have its own attitude. It's going to have its own triggers. It's going to have its own solutions, everything like that. And it's important that we understand that, we accept it, and we are able to move on with it. And then, so in Elder Holland's uh, talk, Like a Broken Vessel, from October 2013, he, uh, he said that in striving for some peace and understanding in these difficult matters, it is crucial It is crucial to remember that we are living and chose to live in a fallen world where divine, where for divine purposes our pursuit of godliness will be tested and tried again and again. Of greater assurance in God's plan is that a Savior was promised, a Redeemer, who through our faith in Him would lift us triumphantly over these tests and trials, even though the cost to do so would be unfathomable for both the Father who sent Him and the Son who came. It is only an appreciation of this divine love that will make our own lesser suffering first bearable, then understandable, and finally redemptive. And I just think that's so important to keep in mind that we are not on this journey alone, that Christ has gone through everything for us already, and that he's there with us throughout the entirety of the journey, that we are going to suffer, we're going to have these tests and trials, but that's not all that's going to be given to us. There are going to be wonderful things given to us as well, and the Lord is with us every step of the way. And I think that leads perfectly into this quote by Sister Reina I. Aborto from this last general conference in October 2019, where she says, I testify that through cloud and sunshine, the Lord will abide with us, that our afflictions can be swallowed up in the joy of Christ. This whole talk (laughs) was about mental health Mm -hmm. and recognizing, like honestly recognizing mental health, but also being willing to help people that suffer from mental illness Mm -hmm. because as disciples of jesus christ oh hey that's what it is (laughs) i didn't realize that but i'm just gonna read the quote instead do it so she says as disciples of jesus christ we have made a covenant with god that we are willing to bear one another's burdens and to mourn with those that mourn this may include becoming informed about emotional illnesses finding resources that can help address these struggles and ultimately bringing ourselves and others to christ who is the master healer. Even if we do not know how to relate to what others are going through, validating that their pain is real can be an important first step in finding understanding and healing. Let us follow the Savior's path and increase our compassion, diminish our tendency to judge, and stop being the inspectors of the spirituality of others. Yes. Listening with love is one of the greatest gifts we can offer and we may be able to help carry or lift the heavy clouds that suffocate our loved ones and friends, so that, through our love, they can once again feel the Holy Ghost and perceive the light that emanates from Jesus Christ. 
Your struggles do not define you, but they can refine you. I love that so much. Yeah. It's like what we said earlier, we're, our mental illness is not everything that we are. Our struggles do not define us, but they can refine us. Yeah. They're just part of the, the refiner's fire, yeah. ultimately. Sometimes when, when you are finally diagnosed with a mental illness, mm-hmm. like your capacity to love and understand people that suffer from mental illness grows so much more. Because mm-hmm. I can say, at least from my experience, like when I finally was diagnosed with <laughs> depression, uh-huh. like, I mean, my mind was blown and I was like, this makes so much sense. <laughs> but right? like, But more than that, oh. I could turn to people that were experiencing similar symptoms and I could tell them mm-hmm. with like an open and honest heart of like nothing but love towards mm-hmm. them and say, I was going through this. This is what's helping me. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should consider it. And they knew yes. that I was saying that from a place of love and not from a place of judgment. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing that like your mental illness is not, it's not defining who I am, mm-hmm. but it is helping me to be more Christ-like. Yeah. The more that I recognize the mental illness that I have and the the influence that it has on my life and the way that it helps me to turn more to the savior as I am doing what I need to do Mm -hmm. to take care of myself. Exactly. And I think that goes into play how Elder Holland said, um, if you are the one afflicted or a caregiver to such, try not to be overwhelmed by the size of your task. Don't assume you can fix everything, but fix what you can. If there are, if those are only small victories, be grateful for them and be patient. Dozens of times in the scriptures, the Lord commands someone to stand still or be still and wait. Patiently enduring some things is part of our mortal education. And I think that's so important that we are just able to keep in mind that for ourselves and for those around us, that there's sometimes only so much we can do. Sometimes we do need to stop. Sometimes we have to ponder or just wait things out. And it's important that we are able to be there to support one another. And when I got diagnosed as well, it mine started out as anxiety which has been a lifetime thing of mine um for anyone who knew me growing up growing up i was <sighs> i had my issues and so and that <laughs> like we all do and um and which definitely turned into depression by the time i went to college which i think was there beyond but let's not get worried about dates in the process of getting diagnosed and seeking out health i have gotten a lot of help um from people who i love but and the help has always come at the right time in the right way in ways that I could never even imagine. For example, I had a very, very rough week and a lot of things are going on that of course I could not control. And um, I got to end up spending a weekend with my sister who I hadn't even told anything about. Um, I had never really considered us close growing up and it's not something that you always want to go around and share with people. Um, but while we hung out for the weekend, she pulled up a new video put out by the church it's called choose to stay um that talks about suicide prevention and i was holding back tears a lot better than and i finally went up and confessed her like a few weeks later saying that was exactly what i needed you didn't know this but i've been going through all these situations and i did get diagnosed and i've been dealing with all these issues and i didn't really expect anything out of it but she went over and beyond by being helpful, by being supportive, and she's always checking in with me, which at first I thought would be very annoying, but it's been, it's become what I needed to, to just know that someone else does care. And I have people in my life who are like, hey, are you taking your medication? Did you take your pill today? Hey, I heard your alarm go off. Did you do it? How are you doing today? 
And it's just the small things like that where you can help one another to stay on the right path to just staying in there a little bit longer. And there are going to be moments where you're able to help people even when you're suffering yourself to staying in there a little bit more. And for those who are helping others with mental illness that you do not have yourself, trust me, we appreciate you and we need you. We need you now. We need you then. We need you at all times, even when we don't act like it. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I'm misty nice now, Because I, <laughs> I, I feel that so deeply. Mm-hmm. Yesterday was like a really hard depression day for me. Last I night. just woke up and felt like everything was falling apart. Mm-hmm. Even though everything was fine. Like, right? Looking at it today, I'm like, everything was fine. You're such an annoying pain in the butt. <laughs> but, yeah. but it happens. And but it happens. And, carry on. And honestly, like... I said a lot of prayers in the morning before I went to work, and I was like, I can't call in. I need to go. I need to do this. But I do not feel like I mentally can handle what's coming today. Mm -hmm. So just give me the strength that I need to be able to handle what's happening today and help me to get through it. Mm -hmm. I mean, I felt the prompting to read the scriptures in the morning, which I usually do. But I also felt like I needed to text my sister Mm -hmm. and tell her, like, I'm having a rough day. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need to. Like, it'll be fine. Um, mm-hmm. But the feeling, like, persisted. Yeah. And finally, like, when I got to work and I got through the first, like, hour of my shift, the mm-hmm. Lord was like, you need to tell her right now. And mm-hmm. so I texted my sister and I just said, like, hey, I just need you to say some extra prayers for me today mm-hmm. because I'm having a really bad depression day. This is what I'm thinking. This is how I'm feeling. And I know it's not me. Mm-hmm. And I know it's not my circumstances. I know 100% that it's my depression just mm-hmm. messing with me. Yeah. So if you can pray that I can get past this uh-huh. today, I would really appreciate that. A little bit of help goes a long way. Yeah. And as soon as I like sent that text message out, she immediately yeah. responded and was like, I'll do it right now. Like, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. And like, nothing changed in my day. Like, my uh-huh. day didn't get any like magical or happy or right. wonderful. But like... I could feel as the day went on that like Mm -hmm. my mind was relaxing Mm -hmm. and I could feel like the savior was really telling me like it's gonna be fine Mm -hmm. you need to just relax yeah like I got this it'll be okay exactly and so like you said like the little things that our caregivers do for us Mm -hmm. mean so much Mm -hmm. and I know that oh emotions I hate this (laughs) I know that if I hadn't Followed that prompting and texted my sister that my day yesterday would have been so much worse Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been able to function Mm -hmm. at like 80% at all. I would have been at 15% the entire day. Mm -hmm. So I know that like the little things that you all do for the people that you love in your lives that suffer from a mental illness mean so much more than you could possibly imagine. Mm -hmm. And they just change everything they're complete game changers for the day it really does it's always sounded so silly that the people who say just a smile can brighten someone's day but honestly it can it can can change everything some of my favorite moments in life have been taught like just moments that pass in a in a second Mm -hmm. but mean the world to me and have helped me to remember how precious life is and how how much I am still a daughter of God, no matter what happens, no matter what's going on inside my head, no matter what's going on in my life, that I'm not truly alone or anything. That, yeah, that we're we're never alone and that there is always someone out there caring for us. 
And Sister Alberto continued in her talk. She said, Let us all remember that our Savior Jesus Christ has taken upon him our infirmities, that his bowels may be filled with mercy according to the flesh, that he may know how to succor us according to our infirmities. He came to bind up the brokenhearted, to comfort all that mourn, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I know we always focus on when Christ within, was in Gethsemane, we focus on the the pain that he endured, how he bled from every pore, but he also went through all the pain that also goes inside of our hearts and in our minds. That his whole purpose was to to fulfill the atonement so that we are not alone, that we have been saved, that we have a way home, and he did everything he was supposed to do so that we could get to our Heavenly Father. And he did everything he could for each and every one of us, not just for the for us as a whole, but for us as individuals, for each of us as sons and daughters of our Heavenly Father. He didn't just come to help those with bad attitudes or broken legs. He came for every single one of us. I love that quote so much. Mm-hmm. I love that whole talk, honestly. It's a really good talk. <laughs> if anyone's having a bad day, honestly, read it. Read it, print Listen it out. To it. Yeah, just Sister Berto did a beautiful job mm-hmm. on highlighting how we go through such trials, but there are still so many blessings ahead of us and along the way that we can keep in mind and find a little bit of sunshine on the way. Yeah. And honestly, like with that with that talk, the Savior really does know everything that you're feeling at every second of the day. He's the only one that knows everything. He really is. <laughs> he is. And, when you look at it that way, come and, on. <laughs> and in those moments where you are feeling like all of those feelings at once as mm-hmm. the person that suffers from a mental illness or as the caregiver to someone, mm-hmm. you know, when you are feeling all of those feelings and you don't know how to articulate it, mm-hmm. just being able to open your heart to the Lord and like say like I am really struggling right now Mm -hmm. that's when you can really feel the Lord throw like literally just yeet love (laughs) at you from from heaven and he he knows everything he's felt everything that you felt he has Mm -hmm. experienced every illness and every struggle that you've experienced Mm -hmm. and he knows the perfect way to help you get through those experiences he knows exactly what you need, and he knows the exact way that you need to hear those things also. Mm-hmm. He communicates mm-hmm. to each one of us in the way that's individual for us. Mm-hmm. And he will help you as long as you are reaching out to him in faith. Mm-hmm. And I can testify on my own that, like, from my own experience of reaching out to the Savior during my bad mental health days, those have been the days where I have really felt the Savior's love more than I think I ever have. Mm-hmm. It's just that that quiet prayer in my heart, sometimes out loud, mostly quiet, um, but that mm-hmm. quiet prayer of asking the Lord to just help me get through the day, and that's when I feel the most peace and the most just love coming from the Savior mm-hmm. to help me do everything that I need to do. Exactly. There is, as hard as every day, as any day can be, there is always potential for things to be a little bit better even if it's just you know raising you up two percent it's still something elder holland shared how do you best respond when mental or emotional challenges confront you or those you love above all never lose faith in your father in heaven who loves you more than you can comprehend as president monson said to the relief society sisters so movingly 
uh, yep, at another event. Uh, he said, <laughs> that love never changes. It is there for you when you are sad or happy, discouraged or hopeful. God's love is there for you whether or not you feel you deserve it. It is simply always there. Never, ever doubt that and never harden your heart. Faithfully pursue the time-tested devotional practices that bring the Spirit of the Lord into your life. Seek the counsel of those who hold keys to your spiritual well-being. Ask for and cherish priesthood blessings. Take the sacrament eat every week and hold fast to the, perf to the perfecting promises of the atonement of Jesus Christ. Believe in miracles. I have seen so many of them come when every other indication would say that all hope was lost. Hope is never lost. If those miracles do not come soon or fully or seemingly at all, remember the Savior's own English example. If the bitter cup does not pass, drink it and be strong, trusting in happier days ahead. I really love that quote because it's such a reminder that we're here to we're here to experience things, whether they are good or bad, whether they are hard or easy. That we're, yeah, we're going to have good days, um, we're going to have bad days, we're going to have physical health issues and mental health issues, everything and anything can come our way. And sometimes we do just have to hang in there to drink the cup as we've been asked to, to be strong and trust that there are happier days ahead, because there are. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important to remember sometimes because it does always feel like, okay, it doesn't always feel like it, but there, I've had more times in the last couple of years than any part of my life where I don't know what to do next and I don't know if I care to move on. There are days where it seems easier to just be done with everything, um, that there aren't happier days ahead. But at the end of the day, I always get down on my knees and I ask the Lord to remind me that there are happier days ahead because I I just know there, ha there has to be. I cannot believe anything otherwise I won't let myself believe anything otherwise for too long because there has to be this like I I have enough of a testimony that I know there's something more than this that there is another life and that means that there are happier days ahead and as long as we hold to that then we can overcome those bad days that we can find the good days when they do come it was kind of like you were saying earlier mm -hmm. the song from Frozen 2 just yeah. do the next right thing <laughs> yes that sometimes it's not this monumental thing like it's not like we're gonna wake up tomorrow and have you know our lives are gonna be completely perfectly in order mm, and no happiness is gonna be radiating from I wish. Every, <laughs> every orifice on our body like it's not uh -huh. like that's not what's gonna happen but it's gonna be okay I'm having a bad day mm -hmm. but I need to do one thing to make today better mm -hmm. I'm going to get out of my bed mm -hmm. that's going to be the one thing that I do right now Yes. And then the next thing, I'm going to take a shower. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this one little thing, mm -hmm. and maybe after I take a shower, I will start to feel better. Mm -hmm. And then it'll it just keeps going. Doing small and simple things for yourself will ultimately help you to take care of yourself and to help you find that joy and that inner happiness that the Lord has promised those that mm -hmm. keep the commandments and the people that honor his covenants mm -hmm. those promised blessings are there for us even through our mental illnesses and <laughs> yes. through our bad days it's mm -hmm. just doing those small little things step by step mm -hmm. you're not going to go like from your couch to run a 5k no you can't expect I that wish. to happen with your depression or anxiety no. or any other mental illness also you can't say okay today i'm sad but tomorrow i'm going to be completely fine mm -hmm. that's not a thing 
other than that, there's other small things, small and simple, simple things. Simple. Simple. <laughs> like Mike Tyson. No. Uh, <laughs> there are other small and simple things for you to do that can better help you endure mm-hmm. and overcome the struggles and the bad days of having a mental illness or being the caregiver for someone that has a mental mm-hmm. illness. And those things are like, Staying hydrated, showering, getting dressed, uh, praying, and seeking help. Mm-hmm. And, and that can come from an expert, like a therapist or a psychologist or a psychiatrist or whatever mm-hmm. it is do you want to go see, mm-hmm. or um, your friends, your family members. Yeah, anyone you might want to consider as a support system. Um, that's going to differ per people depending on their relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I already shared, it it's definitely helped me it won't be the right way for a lot of people in certain spectrums um there are going to be people who won't be able to help you in the way that you're looking for help but if there are people out there that you do trust build that support system it's not fun asking for help but it it can literally change your life we are living proof that it can change your life if you just ask someone for help Exactly. And then there's a lot of information now on the church website talking about mental health. And on one page, it says, we invite church and community members alike to increase their compassion and support of those who are struggling and to take an active role in caring for their own mental health. And so there are things that we can be doing on a regular basis to help ourselves and one another. And their basic three tips are to watch your words because your language can change perceptions. You can be a friend and listen patiently and without judgment when others share their concerns. And you can practice self-care because the limitations of mortality may require us to slow down and restore our strength at certain times. And that's not a selfish thing to do to practice Mm self-care. And self-care doesn't mean just buying all the bath bombs and taking baths for (laughs) five hours a day. Sitting at home and watching Netflix for an entire day. (laughs) Yeah, but sometimes there... I mean, sometimes it can be. Sometimes it helps. So, yeah, sometimes it does help. But it also includes things like treating yourself nicely, speaking nice words to yourself. And when you're going through the hard things, not giving into that doubt and that pain, making sure you are showering and eating and definitely staying hydrated. Um, That's something that I've noticed. And then on top of this is to really keep an eye out on the... Um, like you shared earlier, Tracy, to keep an eye out for the, what are they called? Indicators. Yes, thank you. Uh, to keep an eye out for the indicators that are there for like when things start to get bad for you. It's going to differ per person, especially based on like their situation and their illness and anything else. But certain things, at least like for me, if, I, if my, the messier my room gets, I've realized the more my, health, my mental health suffers. It's literally, it's taken me 10 years to figure that out. Um, and I'm still trying to grasp that understanding, um, but it's going to differ for people, and it's just something that you have to, that you should keep an eye out for to be like, oh, this is happening again. Oh, okay, it's leading to this, and okay, here's something, and then let's understand this, let's accept what's been happening, and let's try to move on from there to get the help, to talk to the right people, to take the medication, to clean up, to do anything you can to hang in there and to. Um, to take care of yourself. I think above all, um, there's this great quote by Elder Holland where he says, in preventing illnesses whenever possible, watch for the stress indicators in yourself and Mm. in others you may be able to help. As with your automobile, be alert to rising temperatures, excessive speed, Mm -hmm. or a tank low on fuel. 
when you face depletion depression, make the requisite adjustments. Fatigue is the common enemy of us all. So slow down, rest up, replenish, and refill. Physicians promise us that if we do not take time to be well, we most assuredly will take time later on to be ill. And that is a universal truth. Like, it's not just for people with mental illness. If you are feeling those symptoms of Mm -hmm. fatigue or, like, mental exhaustion or Mm -hmm. kind of, like, the emotional void is what I like to call it. (laughs) You're just, like, like empty. Mm -hmm. Those are those indicators that you need to take time for yourself and you Mm -hmm. need to do what you know is best for you to reset yourself emotionally and mentally mm-hmm. and like you said that can be anything from you know doing the the cliche taking baths and yeah. watching netflix to like going on a hike or reading mm-hmm. your scriptures mm-hmm. a little more or watching some conference talks or doing mm-hmm. anything or going to an extra session of therapy yeah. doing anything that writing you need. in your journals giving yeah. service to others there's there's going to be a lot of things that can work just like there's going to be a lot of things that don't work and will will vary per person but try them out and see what what works for you yeah anything that you can do to take care of yourself before you hit that completely empty tank Mm -hmm. is going to be what ultimately helps you more than anything else you need to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. and you need to be kind to yourself throughout the entire process right and if you need a reminder you are worth more than rubies you're worth more than all the wealth in the world you are a beloved child of our heavenly father and he loves you and he is there for you and we are rooting you on as well we want you to succeed we want you to be the marvelous works of art that you truly are and we know we both definitely know how hard life can be um, from our own experiences. We don't know all the situations, everything, but we've been through hardships and we are still learning about them ourselves. Um, but let's learn together and try to get ready for a happier day in any way that we can. Yeah. So ultimately, take this time to take care of yourself and then take care of the people around you because. Mm-hmm. As disciples of Christ, we have that unique opportunity, like Sister Roberto said, to bear mm-hmm. one another's burdens. Yes. So do what you can to uplift and edify the people around you and mm-hmm. don't judge them mm-hmm. because they are suffering and enduring things differently than you suffer and endure things. Right. Just be that supportive hand and let them know that they are loved, they are valued, and that they are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we've said all we can. Um, <laughs> I apologize for any of the sniffling that happened in the last half of <laughs> this uh, this recording. Uh, that was not intentional. I will start bringing tissues to our podcast recordings. Um, but I'll I, edit as many of them right? as I can because I was doing them too. <laughs> right. Uh, but it just, I mean, at the same time, though, that's just showing how much we care and how much we are invested in taking care of ourselves and trying to help those around us like uh, each other. Um, because we we do want happiness we want to have joy we know that that we have such a capacity for it and we know that sometimes it's very hard to get there and we need to do what we can to help ourselves and help each other and hopefully get there all together someday and we hope that the more we talk and have these honest conversations about hard topics like mental health and Mm -hmm. mental illness yes that the more normalized it'll become Mm -hmm. and the less stigmatized it'll be we Mm -hmm. need to 
stop turning people with mental illnesses into like social outcasts or like social mm-hmm. pariahs. You need to love them and care for them because that's what Heavenly Father and Jesus Christ would do for them mm-hmm. if they were physically here on the earth. But anyways, thank you for listening to our honest and hard conversations. We know it's hard to talk to talk about and sometimes to listen to as well. But we thank you for hanging in there and we hope that you are able to take care of yourself as well. And if you have any more that you'd like to share with us, um, other talks that we should listen to, other stories that we should hear or can or should share um, on our podcast, then please feel free to share them with us. You can share them with us through direct messages on Instagram or Facebook or email us at funeralpotatoesforthesingles at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, guys. All right. Thanks. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of Masterpiece Theatre from PBS. Just kidding. Thanks for listening today. If you have any thoughts from this episode, things you want to hear in the future, or just want to be friends, email us at funeralpotatoesforthesingles at gmail.com or find us on Facebook or Instagram. 